0: Hi, I'm Mariska. Welcome to Wiffle, What I Feel Like Expressing. Where we
1: like to have fun and explore ways to level up as human
0: beings. Thank you so much for choosing to listen to us today and we really hope that you love this episode. Let's get into it. Welcome back to Wiffle. I am so happy to be here with Mariska. (laughs) There you go. I'm excited.
1: (laughs) I have noticed
0: that I say excited way too many times. So today I'm just very, very happy to be here.
1: (laughs) Well, I am ecstatic to be here. Excellent choice. Very, very glad that Kira decided to use a different word, not... It doesn't really bother me that much.
0: (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. So today I heard a quote, uh, I think it was a couple of days ago, where someone said, you know, who would you be if that didn't happen? What would you be like if that never happened? And that just sent me down a rabbit hole of thinking about self identity, how connected we are to the identity that we have. Mm -hmm. How is it serving us? How is it not serving us? I just think it's such a fantastic topic. And it's one that I think can often get overlooked. And it's something really, really important to talk about.
1: Yes, I absolutely agree. Our identity, those little sticky notes we place on ourselves can be very good and sometimes very bad. So it influences the stories we tell, right? About definitely about our circumstances, about life and how we see it.
0: Absolutely. The stories that we tell ourselves really dictate everything. They dictate our thinking, which then dictates our feelings, our behaviors, how our life unfolds. So... I often think I know that we had just spoken about New Year's resolutions and goals and all of these fantastic things. I do think, though, looking at your self identity and working with your self identity is something that has to be done in tangent when it comes to kind of setting goals, you need to be the kind of person that is going to do those things and achieve those things. And you need to have that self-belief and be rooted in that I- in that identity.
1: Yeah, yeah. Our identity absolutely makes such a big difference between us achieving stuff and not achieving stuff. Because even if we set the most brilliant plan and have it worked out to a T, And inside the story we tell ourselves is, I can't do this. I'm not the type of person to, Mm. we're not going to be able to do it, right? We will be maybe 99% there and not over the line. Yeah, Because that's not the story we tell ourselves. So here that actually makes me wonder, what is the things that we can sort of look out for to know, ah, oh, this story that I'm telling myself your identity yeah. issues, possibly.
0: Right. So like you were saying, I think when it comes to your self-identity and like achieving something, it's either we're too connected to like a, a kind of sabotaging self-identity, Mm -hmm. Um, or we're too disconnected from that identity that we're looking to kind of connect with. Mm -hmm. So either too connected or too disconnected. But when it comes to being really connected to that identity that is not serving us, that usually shows up when we find ourselves speaking about ourselves in a really limiting and negative way. So the statements about yourself is usually things like, I'm not the kind of person that runs, I'm not good enough to try out for that team. I'm not smart enough, I'm not young enough, usually kind of ending in enough, or I'm not that kind of person, anything about your kind of self when it comes in a kind of limiting or negative form, usually that means we're too connected to, you know, a version of ourselves that, that would never, you know, achieve that if that makes sense. So sometimes people will say, yeah, no, like I'm, I'm not confident enough to do that. I, I really, am not I, I'm not enough of a good speaker to do that seminar, I I can't. So that usually means that they're very connected to a version of themselves that feels like they are shy, they are you know, frightened of speaking, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So that's like number one. Second thing is I think sometimes when we haven't really formed or connected with our authentic version of ourselves, we often find ourselves saying things like, I don't know, a lot of the time. I'm not sure. I I I don't I, I don't have an idea. You know, because we're not really connected with what we want, what we like, what we think, we just find ourselves saying, I don't know, I don't know, I'm not sure. That is usually an indication of, you know, us not having that really sound self-identity yeah which is which is not serving us and then last but certainly not least usually feedback from other people who we value and love and trust mm-hmm. they can really see the story that we're telling ourselves because sometimes it's really really hard to be objective with with our, with our own selves so if you have someone who spends a lot of time with you and you value their opinion and they're trustworthy and, you know, genuine, chances are they may be able to see ways that you are kind of living, behaving, thinking, feeling in ways that is not serving you. That's very connected to how you see yourself and how you connect and identify with yourself. Those would be my three things that can really show you how your, how your self-identity is serving you and not serving you.
1: I absolutely agree. I think especially, and I know feedback from others can be so
0: difficult. Yeah, definitely.
1: We don't. I mean, how many people do you know that go out and go, yeah, please give me all the feedback that you want to give me? Like <laughs> zero. How horrible. It's fine. I take it all. We, we don't do that, right? So when we think about feedback, because it's such a vulnerable space, I think it is it is very important to set it up in a positive way. As you mentioned, do it with people that you love and know love you and have has all the interests that would only key and nurture you in mind. Right. Absolutely. So firstly, choose the right person.
0: Yes Before you absolutely. Ask
1: for feedback, do not ask for feedback from your local school bully. Bad yes, or. right. <laughs> okay. so now that we have the right person to ask, then setting it up in a way that we get the 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 feedback that we need, the feedback that we are after right? So we have blind spots, and we don't know where those blind spots might be. And finding those blind spots, really thinking about, okay, what type of questions do I need to ask this person that would help me find my blind spots. So being Mm -hmm. very intentional about the way that we set up our feedback session, I think is really important for us to get valuable information back. Because just asking somebody, so, how do you experience me? Is a very loaded and open question.
0: Definitely, definitely. You have to set up the framework for when you're choosing to get that feedback. And I just wanted to put a small disclaimer that when it comes to your self-identity, for example, and I know I opened with the quote, you know, who would you be if that didn't happen to you? So sometimes, you know, especially in our early formative years, there can be a very catastrophic, turbulent, traumatic event. You know, it could be something as simple as maybe when you were on stage, someone may have shouted mean words to you and that would have been devastating. And that would have had a huge impact on your self-identity and seeing yourself as someone who can perform or be on stage
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and you know if you were a young adult and maybe speaking in public was still like an extreme no-no in your head then we would know that you were still very connected to that younger version of yourself that had that horrible experience yeah but what's really important is that we learn from that really horrific experience and we grow and evolve from that experience we take the silver linings we take the opportunity to change and grow from that Mm -hmm. so then as an adult or as you know an older person looking to do really wonderful things with our lives we can step into a much more aware confident kind of more healed version of ourselves. So I just wanted to put that little disclaimer. I understand that there can be really significant events in our, in our younger years, but when it comes to changing our identity and it comes to seeing ourselves differently and connecting with ourselves differently, it's so important that we heal from those events and take what we needed to learn. And kind of only when we do that, can we disconnect from that identity and grow into our new one
1: yeah start being the person that we actually want to be that is very good at stage performance if that is what <laughs> <do>. <laughs> or at least some form of public speaking we do it all the time sometimes exactly don't realize it exactly exactly <laughs> so yes I absolutely agree and that's the thing about our identity right any any traumas, anything where we have had a negative emotional experience, mm. I would almost say anything where we have had a very high emotional experience, negative, positive, doesn't matter. We have a tendency to then put that to ourselves as I am. For sure. we We will, for instance... And I remember this so vividly, and it's so horrible. Oh! Um, <laughs> when I was fourteen, I think it was fourteen, uh, we had our athletics as as per usual, and I'm a long distance athlete, so I mm. did the hundred and twenty kilometer, uh, hundred and twenty meter um, track race at that stage. So did all my practices and everything the way that you're supposed to do it. And my boyfriend at the time did his race before I did mine. So he he did his, and then there was there were a few other items, and then I I got to do mine. Now when he did his, he actually didn't complete his. Um and I can't remember exactly what the reason was for it. Um I think he hurt his ankle or he there was something right yeah so, complete his. so I thought okay uh be being a comrade and and feeling the feel right I'm not going to complete mine I didn't think of not completing mine when I started it I thought of not right. completing mine about uh three quarters of after sort of starting. So it was very, very close to finishing, right? And then I was like, you know what? I'm not going to finish. And I didn't finish. Wow. And to this day, it still feels horrible. It really does. The thing is, I could have decided, well, I'm a quitter, right? It had an emotional impact on me. It wasn't a fun thing to do. And I could have at that stage gone, okay, this is now part of my identity. I'm a quitter. But I didn't. I decided that this feels so horrible that I never want to do it again.
0: Exactly. Yeah.
1: (laughs) No matter what, even if I'm halfway dead, I will finish. Um, So that's a story, right? That's something that it had an emotional impact. It happened to me and I could choose either one of the two.
0: For sure, for sure. For
1: for the one that I felt, okay, well, I don't want to experience this feeling again. I don't want to feel this way again. And I know if I try my best and I bring the whole self, my whole self, I won't feel that because then I know I did my best so I could complete. And that's what I did. So there's it's it can literally be any experience that we have throughout our life. And if there is any emotional connection to that experience, there will most probably be a story outcome that we place onto our identity. So whenever, for for the ones that's coming up that we haven't experienced yet, now you guys know what to do with them once they come up. Right. For the ones that you have already experienced, basically go through them and see, what's serving and what's not serving and we can change it that's the fun thing about life and being human we can decide to change stuff we are not trees we are not planted in the ground you don't have to stand there forever change it
0: exactly exactly actually as we're as we're closing off this is a quick story about how i also changed a self kind of identity image Related to fitness as well. And I know some people probably can relate to this, especially as it's a new year. And I know lots of people are probably on a kind of workout grind or want to be on one. When I was growing up, I really was not athletic at all. And I remember there was a teacher, I was really young. I was maybe like seven but I remember a teacher kind of saying to me, you know, you're not really athletic. Like, you know, you're not, I can't remember the exact phrase, but it was definitely like a label of you're not mm. athletic. That was, that was kind of it. And that stayed with me literally until I was maybe about 22 and I got my first job not my first job, but one of my earlier jobs, and I was working in this beautiful kind of store, and I was a manager in the store, but it was surrounded by, once you kind of got out, it was surrounded by, like, really unhealthy, like, McDonald's, this, that, whatever, Mm -hmm. and I, it was wintertime, so I was just eating everything inside, and I had gained... (laughs) And I came home and I had gained all of this weight and I was like well I need to I need to get this off and I started working out I fell in love with fitness health you know being into that zone but for years and years and years of my life I had this kind of I was connected to this idea and this identity that I wasn't athletic. And then, you know, obviously gained a bunch of weight and wanted to shift that, but it propelled me into a version of myself that is, I am someone that is really passionate about fitness, health, working out, moving my body, different sports, different activities. I never ever thought that I would be like that when I was, you know, in 2021, 22, I really didn't. So it just goes to show sometimes, you know, these limits, it can come from another person's comment and it can really stay mm-hmm. with us. So take your power back, take take the pen, write your own chapter, write your own story. I think that's also really important to note.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think yeah. that, and that's the thing about identity, right? Sometimes we put stuff there and sometimes other people put stuff there. And we, Definitely, we really yeah. need to go and have a look at what is there? What's all these sticky notes that I'm covering myself with? And are they even relevant? Is it stuff that I want there? Is it stuff that I don't want there? How do they work for me? And go through them. Do a little bit of a New Year's check, seeing as we are at the beginning of the year, right? And have a look. What do you want to change? And then go from there. It's all changeable. So enjoy the journey. Love that. And that brings us to the end of this episode today. So in case you guys are wondering, quick, quick, three takeaways. One, the takeaways for being able to identify when we are in maybe a space where we are limiting ourselves. So, Kira, what's the three? Quick reminder.
0: Lots of I don't know statements and I'm not sure. Lots of limiting and negative statements about self, i.e., I'm not that kind of person, I can't, I'm not enough. And then feedback from people that we really value, trust, and care about.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, knowing those three, always remember allow ourselves to change our identity. We can change it. And How connected are you to that version? Is the version serving you? Or is the version not serving you? And For those that's not serving you, remember the ones that Kira just mentioned. So with that,
0: we will sign off until next time. Thank you so much for listening. We're sending you lots of love and we will speak to you next week. Bye. Bye. You are awesome. Please subscribe so you get notified about our newest episodes and go ahead and share this with your friends so you can find out what they feel like expressing. Until next time.